0: Welcome in to the round-by-round values that we're about to shmack you with for the first 10 rounds. So, 10 rounds, the best value picks in each round as of the current ADP, where I believe, if you're in that round, the player that is the best. Now, of course, if you're picking first overall, take your McCaffreys or whoever you think is worth the number one overall pick. But this is to find that best value per round. We're going to go 1 through 10. We're going to get into it right now. So let's do it. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, fellas, fellas, fellas. I hope you're having a beautiful day today. Let's start right away with round one. And also, you know, smack the like button if you have a second of your time. Now, in round one, the best value that I'm currently seeing is Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler goes on average with the 12th overall pick, the last pick of the first round. I have him ranked as my eighth overall player this year, and let me tell you why. Austin Eckler lacks any real backfield competition. I mean, there's Joshua Kelly, there's a pick in Larry Roundtree, and there's Justin Jackson. And one of those guys is probably getting cut, and none of them have ever shown any ability to really be any sort of threat to Austin Eckler, since Melvin Gordon has gone, he is an elite part of this offense. I mean, look at just last year. Austin Eckler last year only played 10 games. He was banged up. And in 10 games, he still ranked eighth in running back overall targets with 65, six and a half targets per game. He had a number two on his team behind Keenan Allen, 17.3% target share at the running back position that ranked fourth overall. He was efficient as well in the passing game, number five in yards per out run. He had over 93 total yards per game. But the big thing, only three touchdowns. That is going to change, especially when he plays in six more games. I haven't projected and statted out for a 17-game season for 6.7 touchdowns, more than double the touchdowns this year compared to last assuming that he stays healthy. And now Austin Eckler has the benefits of being attached to a potential top five offense. Yes, they ended up improving their offensive line. They got the all pro number one ranked center in the NFL last year, Corey Lindsley, who ended up leaving the Packers and signed a free agency with the Chargers. They ended up getting a steal in the draft and Rashawn Slater, who many thought could have gone top 10 overall. He makes it outside the top 10 to the Chargers. So improved offensive line play. Now one of the best offensive lines quickly from being one of the worst offensive lines on paper heading into 2021. I mean, the only real downside here, are maybe his own potential health being under sized as always but as an undrafted free agent he has been efficient and elite almost every single year he's been in the league on a per touch basis and then now that there's fans back in the stadiums does that mess with justin herbert at all when he's on the road is it a different story now that's going to be a big question for many second year players who had success as rookies without the crowd noise and that added element of pressure it does mean something of course but Austin eckler in his six games after returning from injury week 12 last year finished as the rb8 the rb24 the rb8 the rb15 and the rb15 you know what that is that's every single week being a top 25 running back except one and being an RB 15 or better in four of the six weeks. And that was when Justin Herbert was cooking down the home stretch of his rookie of the year. Best value in round one is Mr. Austin Eckler. Now, as we get into the second round value, let me know who is the guy in the first round that you think is the best value currently in the comments section. Let's get some interaction down there. Would love to see what you all think. The best value in round two is a player who I think looks a lot like Austin Eckler, and I actually have him ranked higher than Eckler. But based on ADP, this is the best value in round two. He's going 16th overall, so the fourth pick in the second round. He's my number five overall player. Yes, I take him in the top five in drafts right now. I take him right before Derrick Henry. I take him before Saquon Barkley, Jonathan the before-mentioned Alson Eckler. And that man's name is the Green Bay Packers running back Aaron Jones. Look, Aaron Jones gets his... Aaron Rodgers back. This is a man who is a touchdown machine. He only had a 60% opportunity share last year. I say only because Jamal Williams was there. A.J. Dillon was factored in a little bit down the stretch. And with that 60% opportunity share, he still saw 18.8 opportunities per game. So now if that can rise by 5 to 10%, and now you're seeing 20 opportunities per game for Aaron Jones, a guy who already is heavily used in the red zone, 11 touchdowns last year after tied for the league lead in touchdowns the year before with Christian McCaffrey for over 17. Yes, this is going to potentially regress, but it might actually regress positive for a 14 touchdown season. So he gets Aaron Rodgers back. There is now no Jamal Williams in this backfield. He saw a 14.5% target share, which was only behind Devontae Adams on this team. He is the team's number two wide receiver. He is by far and away the team's number one running back. He just signed a contract where they invested in him, so you can expect him to see more touches overall and uh, there's a narrative out there that A.J. Dillon is now the goal line back look if you have followed the Packers at all over the past 10 to 15 to 20 years they don't use goal line backs maybe with John Kuhn when they had a fullback they used that a little bit I would tell you yes that might be true but when they're in their one back sets it's rotations so if Aaron Jones gets his two series and then A.J. Dillon comes on for one if A.J. Dillon's in that series the Packers happen to get to the goal line sure he'll be the goal line back otherwise it's Aaron Jones Aaron Jones is a goal line running back they just rotate series they don't rotate players out at the goal line the Packers have never done that and I don't expect them to this year. The upside here for Aaron Jones is number one overall player, the Alvin Kamara upside, if you will, of a 18 to 20% target share while also dominating on the ground and in the red zone. The best value in round two is indeed Mr. Aaron Jones. So take a little breather there. As we get into round three now, it's going to be another running back. And the first couple of rounds are going to be running backs. And here's the main reason why people are getting their first two running backs early. I like to do this a lot, snag a first round and a second round running back, and then don't take another running back until maybe like round eight. And if that's the case, you're getting a lot of wide receivers, maybe some tight ends in quarterbacks to go in those rounds three through seven for the most part so it's leaving running backs there to fall a little bit more creating the opportunity for value so when i talk about three running backs in a row like this man right here who is my number 23 overall running back meaning i would be okay taking him at the end of the second although you never have to because he's going 38th overall you can take him at the end of the third or the beginning of the fourth right now right so that's why you know use the ranks but don't overreach for players and that would be chris carson look there is a major emphasis in camp right now out of the first three days of camp to get all of the running backs involved in the passing game just Chris Carson they're talking about Rashad Penny even Alex Collins who's never even I, I think heard the word reception in his life but this was an emphasis leading into camp two years ago in the preseason and we saw that a little bit Carson just has not been able to stay healthy they have an upgraded offensive line now they ended up trying to make Russ happy by trading and going to Oakland and saying hey you're you're fire selling your whole line can we get one of those guys so there's slightly an upgrade at the offensive line position Carlos Hyde is now gone who I would have said is more of a threat because he actually stays durable than Rashad Penny, who we have now not seen anything out of the former first round pick and basically is five years in the league. Penny's also coming off of an injury. They say that he's looking better now. But Chris Carson is in line for an offense that, again, could be a top five to top ten offense. He is in line for a team that wants to be run first, apparently, with Russell Wilson. Still scratching my head on that one. But he's in line for big usage here and an opportunity share that spikes upwards of 60%. He is the best value for me in round three. All right, I promise this is the last running back for a little while, but we slide on a late night to my fourth round value. This player is my number 28 overall player. I've talked about him in some other videos. Again, I am a lot higher than the market on him. That does not mean I'm taking him in the third round when right now he's going 44th overall, meaning that you can get him in towards usually the mid to end of the fourth and maybe even in the fifth round. So if you see this guy on the board in the third round, just know you don't have to reach on him. And we can adjust the rankings to account for that. So if you want to check out the rankings, they're down below for a limited time, only for free in the draft guide, the 2021 Supreme Fantasy Football 2021 draft guide. But this man's name, again, my 28 overall, 44th overall he's going, is Mr. Miles Sanders. And I know a lot of you might have got burnt by Miles Sanders last year. But you might have got burnt just because he got injured. I mean, this was a guy through 12 games who was on pace for over 1,400 yards last year. He now looking, and I had somebody on TikTok, and yes, I'm making TikToks now, check it out. Somebody on TikTok, when I made a Miles Sanders video, said, Oh, but they're saying they want to get all the running backs involved. That was one report from a coach in camp that just said, Yeah, we like, we have a lot of talented guys here. Obviously, they draft Kenny Gamo, Boston Scott for like a sixth round there has been decent for them. They bring in some guys like Carry On just to compete. For a roster spot with Jordan Howard, right? So they don't really have too much talent there. I would say Kenny Gainwell and Miles Sanders, and that's about it. And they said that they want to get all their guys involved. That quote somebody took as, "Oh, this is going to be a three to four-way running back by committee." No, it's not. Last year, Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, and definitely not this year, on Johnson. None of those guys are going to be a threat, and they never have been a threat to Miles Sanders' workload, a man who was number three in snap share last year. If anything, Kenny Gainwell might be a threat to his passing game volume, but he is a fifth-round pick that I don't think is going to be the case immediately. He should now have a healthier offensive line. And now that Carson Wentz is out of there, Carson Wentz, who had a 10% drop in his completion percentage, which is a massive drop, is now out of there. Yes, Jalen Hurts is not that accurate, but you're hoping that that is at least a little bit better and at least a step forward for your case for Miles Sanders, my best value in round number And yes, we are now not hitting the running backs in round five. We're going to hit a wide receiver for you. If you're still here right now, consider hitting the subscribe button because this is the growth season. This video is coming out right now. I'm recording it and coming out the same day, the end of July. I'm up right now at 5 a.m. The end of July. Tomorrow is August. And August starts the insane growth season, or at least we hope to have an insane growth season for this channel. Fantasy football in general, as we go all the way through to the Super Bowl in February. Football content is dropping every single day, every day. Not a day will be missed on this channel until the motherfucking Super Bowl. So stay tuned. The round five best value pick for me. He is my number 42 overall player and he's going as a number 49. So decent value of seven spots here. That man's name is Deontay Johnson. Now, a lot of people think Deontay Johnson is just a slot wide receiver. Well, First of all, he's not. He only played 7.5% of his snaps out of the slot, believe it or not. But they think that because he usually operated in the short to intermediate rounds, And maybe that was partially due to Big Ben's shoulder, only targeting Chase Claypool deep downfield. But Deontay Johnson did only post a 6.4% yards per target, number 98 in the league, which people think lacks upside. But I don't think so. I mean, if you look at Matt Harmon's reception perception, he was still running a lot of routes downfield. They just weren't targeting him as much, but that can easily change. Again, this guy wasn't in the slot. Juju was in the slot and already in camp, they have been saying that Juju is going to be exclusively a slot receiver. So Deontay and Chase Claypool still on the outside. Now, Deontay is strong at separating and getting release on the underneath stuff. Can we see it on the overtop stuff? I think we did last year. We just never actually saw targets going as well. Despite everything though, in terms of being this short intermediate receiver, he was number six last year in targets. Despite missing a game, And having two games left early for injury in one game being benched. He was benched week 14 versus Buffalo for drops. That was a primetime game. He only played 48% of the snaps. So there was three and a half games that he didn't even play in. And he was still number six in targets. That's how much Big Ben liked targeting him. And this guy broke out as a special teams player in college. His rookie year as a special teams player. These are all great indicators for future success in the NFL. Games where he actually fully played saw his 75 to 80 plus percent snap roll. There's only 12 of those games in 10 of those games. He had 10 or more targets. So 83.3% of the games, he saw double digit targets in 58.3 of those games. He was a top 15 receiver. And in 42% of those games, he was a top 10 wide receiver. Lots of upside here wheels up for Deontay Johnson, a value right now in the fifth round. Let's stick to another receiver here. And he's not a third year player like Deontay, but he is a second year player. And that is Jerry Judy. My number 59 overall player goes off the board is number 68. So nine-spot difference here for me. I think that there's nice value here. Again, Matt Harmon's reception perception has him winning in man coverage 75% of the time. And that's with no Cortland Sutton last year. That's with the defense knowing that, okay, we have Tim Patrick. We have KJ Hamler out here. They have no real actual threats. Tim Patrick is surely decent, I agree, and underrated. But no real actual threats outside of Jerry Judy, who can beat us deep with speed and route running. And he still won 75% of the time. That was up there with Stefan Diggs and Devonta Adams. That is predictive of a breakout season in one to two years. And this would be... That timeline Now, the obvious thing holding him back is potentially Drew Locke, and Drew Locke right now is in camp with Teddy Bridgewater. It's funny every single day who wins the camp, who who goes seven of twelve in camp with a touchdown, and who has an interception between him and Teddy. Teddy was number one in accuracy last year. Now he wasn't great overall, but very much like philip Rivers, they set him up for success in the short to intermediate range in accurate passes last year, just like the Colts did with Philip Rivers. So if that's the case, if you could just get more accurate passes and accurate deep passes, Teddy was to DJ Moore last year, that sets up nicely for Jerry Judy heading into his sophomore campaign. My Round six value right now. Now let's slide into number seven, where we switch from running back. We switch from wide receiver, and we head over to quarterback, believe it or not. Round seven right now, you can get Russell Wilson. My number 61 overall player is going as a massive value as number 74 overall. So I'm fine taking him right now at the beginning of, honestly, the sixth round. I don't take him there often but he falls often to the seventh round look you have two stud wide receivers the only draft pick that they spent on offense and Dwayne Eskridge they didn't have many draft picks only three he's already on the pup list so that stinks with a toe injury so it really sucks there Freddie Swain a, a, a draft pick last year might fill in for him they're saying early on they go and get Gerald Everett they have the running game where they want to use the running backs more and oh yeah Russ has some mobile upside but here's the big thing they are getting him in the seventh round for a guy who has an upgraded offensive line and could potentially be the number one overall quarterback in fantasy how does he get there he needs to see that mobile rushing upside come Back like it did in the first half of last year. If that's the case, you're getting a round four quarterback like a Kyler Murray or a Josh Allen or maybe even a Lamar in the seventh round. And even if it's not the case to a great extent, you're getting a round five quarterback in the seventh round. So, Russ, the best value in round seven. Now, we stick to the quarterback position, and this is going to change, so be sure to take advantage of it in drafts right now. Aaron Rodgers is currently my number 83 overall player. He is going off the board as 96 overall. Now, Aaron Rodgers has some mobile upside, but not elite mobile upside. And that really caps his season. I mean, Aaron Rodgers last year had an MVP season, balled the fuck out, and still only finished third amongst quarterbacks. That would have been first five to seven years ago. But since Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and these guys with mobile upside are now a thing, it's really easy for them, based on fantasy scoring, to finish higher. So I'm not as high on Aaron Rodgers. I I still think that he's a top eight quarterback, but not top five in fantasy this year. That being said, though, because of this potential holdout and all that, you're still getting a massive discount. Even after a week of him being back, it's still a discount, and it will be for a little while. Now, it's going to correct probably come the end of August, but hopefully you're watching this before that, and even if not, be sure to check it out. You might still get a slight value in Aaron Rodgers. Now, we know the TD percentage is going to come down, but in terms of his overall career, it's not like it's going to plummet to 5%. It might go from 9% to still above league average at 7% touchdown rate. And we still know that they're going to throw by the red zone. Maybe not as much as last year, where they just threw so many times down by the red zone to Devontae Adams, but probably still going to throw a decent amount with Robert Tonyon, Big Bog Tonyan, coming back. Adams now, and also a red zone favorite and overall favorite now back with the team in Randall Cobb. And yes, this offense did improve. You have the addition of Amari Rodgers. You have Randall Cobb. They didn't have a slot receiver last year. They were forcing Alan Lazard, an outside plus receiver, to go into the slot where he was not comfortable with. He was also not healthy. He was injured and he had success in the first two games, then he gets injured and you don't see much more. Now they have two traditional slot receivers, in Amari Rogers and Randall Cobb. Now they have depth on the outside of behind Devontae Adams and MVS with an Alan Lazard. MVS has been practicing in the offseason the most he ever has in the first time, really, with Devontae Adams on route running. That is good to see. The videos coming out, they're just videos against air, but that's at least good to see. So an improved offense is what we're probably going into here for Aaron Rodgers. Now they don't have David Boxiari, they lose Corey Lindsley. That's concerns. They didn't re-sign Rick Wagner, but they at least went out there and got Dennis Kelly, one of the better offensive linemen on the market from the Titans 16 games last year looked pretty solid so Aaron Rodgers the best value in round eight we'll finish it up with a couple of receivers and my number 10 my 10th round value is probably my favorite out of any of these guys we're going to talk about to be honest with you because there's massive upside here for him but we'll start with number nine a receiver who is my number 90, 99 overall player he's barely inside my top 100 we have a top 200 that we draft off of in that draft guide down below if you want to check it out but he's going 107 overall and this man's name from the New York Jets is Corey Davis so he's the most proven wide receiver on the roster he finished top five in yards per out run last year a lot of that is influenced because they use two wide receiver sets often so it, it can skew it a little bit there but now he goes into a team where he's going to have a rookie wide receiver in Elijah Moore. He's going to have another veteran, but in the slot in Jamison Crowder. A second year player in Denzel Mims, who apparently is running with the third string wide receivers now in camp. When he went to the second string, I was like, no way. Now he's on the third string. I don't know what's going on here. It's very similar to Dante Pettis. If you remember with Kyle Shanahan, he has that nice year. And Denzel Mims didn't have a nice year, but his rookie year, and then he comes out and in camp, they're like, ah, oh, he's not even running with the ones. Oh, he's not even running with the twos. Oh, there's, there's some talk about him not getting along with the coach. And it's just very interesting with Denzel Mims. But regardless, they have Chris Herndon no longer in the first team rep. So this team right now is basically hoping that a rookie, Elijah Moore, can ball out a little bit. They're relying on Keelan Cole to be an outside receiver who majority of his time the last two years has been spent in the slot. So if you're talking about only actual traditional outside wide receiver right now for this team, oh yeah, that's Corey Davis, who just came off of the best year of his career, and people are still discounting him and not buying into it. You have Zach Wilson, who, say what you want about him at number two overall, he has a big arm, and he's going to take shots downfield. And right now, there's nobody proven more downfield as a weapon, right? Than actually Corey Davis. There's just nobody else on this roster. If Denzel Mims isn't going to be playing all that much, so I think this is a good fit for Zach Wilson. I think it's a good value in round nine. Now, drum roll please. Like right now, this video, if you will, as we finish it up at round ten. This is my favorite guy because I have him 79th overall, and he's going 117th overall, almost a 40 spot different over a three round difference here in my rankings versus where consensus is on this guy and it's just because Fantasy Twitter is hyping up another guy in his receiving core, that man's name is Marvin Jones. In round 10, he is by far the best value. He's already having a strong camp connection with Lawrence. Lawrence has already said that he loves throwing him the ball. A big target is what he said. He is the clear number one in camp after the first week is what they're saying. And again, that can always change. But everybody wants to hype up LaVisca Chenault. LaVisca Chenault had a fine rookie season at best. I know he has a quarterback upgrade now, but everybody is just assuming that LaVisca Chenault is going to become this dominating slot plus Chris Goblin two years ago, but then some because of his mobile upside on end the rounds and screenplays and whatever it might be. I think LaVisca Chenault, who is a massive athlete in terms of all of his measurables, has a lot of upside to break out in his second year. I also think that an outside receiver in Marvin Jones, who went healthy with the Lions almost every single year, was a top 20 wide receiver and now he gets a actual quarterback upgrade if we're talking about Matthew Stafford coming out in the draft was a high prospect right a number one overall prospect but now you're talking about a player who's coming out in Trevor Lawrence who's been the best prospect way before Matthew Stafford so you're getting a potential quarterback upgrade or at least a similar skilled player yeah I like that I like that for Marvin Jones and a lot of people there's a really good chance that he will end up after camp being the number one wide receiver for this team even at 30 years old I get it DJ Shark has had a lot of trouble separating that's a concern the Chenault is inexperienced and people are trying to project in this massive leap whereas marvin jones has done it week in and week out when healthy for the past five to six years be a fantasy relevant top 24 can be a wide receiver one or wide receiver two any given week I like Marvin Jones the most out of this list. Hopefully he stuck around to get that little nugget. Now I take Marvin Jones often. I get him in the ninth and 10th round. It's fantastic. Sometimes he just followed me in the 11th round. I have this guy graded out as like a seventh to eighth round pick. The number one wide receiver on a team. That's got Trevor Lawrence in an improving offensive line and overall offense. That's exciting. So there you go. Those are the top 10 rounds and the best values in each round right now. Now, of course, these will change throughout camp as we get more news. Maybe we'll circle back to this video later on in camp. But for the most part, it should stay relevant over the next month or so. And that's when exactly you'll be using it the draft so if you've watched this video if you really enjoyed it if you want more videos like this let me know in the comment section what type of videos that you would like to see and also if you're here right now please do hit the like and subscribe button if you made it all the way through this video and check out the fantasy football 2021 supreme draft Pack. limited time only for free a way to get it if you are eligible down below in the description you all rock i'll see your beautiful faces all you beautiful people out there in the next video